Uh, welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. Uh, we're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Uh, I didn't think that this... Obviously, I didn't think this would be the podcast that we're recording today. Um, I got McKelly Bear on the line uh, with me. Uh, Kobe Bryant uh, has passed away. He and his daughter, Gigi, along with uh, John Altabelli, who was a longtime coach at Orange Coast College. Uh, his wife, Carrie, uh, and their daughter, Alyssa. I want to thank Vito for reminding us to mention them. Uh, we're all killed in a helicopter accident that was... Something that Kobe did often, uh, he that helicopter was something he was in all the time. I listened to Stephen A. Smith last night talk about it. That um, he that's how they got to practice, and so just on his way to practice, uh, they had an accident and they um, all passed away. And it's it's a sad day. Yesterday was a really sad day. Um, I grew up a Shaq fan. And obviously that puts you in a kind of tenuous spot when it comes to Kobe Bryant. Um, but, you know, since I was a little kid, I love Shaq since his magic days. And then you're automatically just tied to Kobe. And then when Shaq and Kobe split, I, I kind of stayed a Lakers fan. There was just something intriguing about it. And I'll, I want to talk more about that in a minute. But, um, McKellie, any, any, uh, any thoughts uh, from you about Kobe's career or just in general about the situation? Yeah. Um, I went when Kobe was in his prime, I, I wasn't really watching a ton of NBA basketball. I was more of a, uh, Euro league kind of guy. Of course I know who Kobe was for Olympics and stuff like that, or just for the fact that he was uh, very fluent in Italian. And that was reason to be prideful of our, basketball culture um you 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 know me uh well and you know mm -hmm. about my story and whatever it's uh, behind the scenes and i had my fair share of stuff didn't go uh the right way uh -huh. uh, if, if this makes sense and, and so yesterday it struck me how deeply and personally kobe's death really struck myself i was just staring at the phone trying to make sense of this mm -hmm. and i mean i don't want to s sound insensitive but like die dying is part of the life I and mean, it happens every single second but that specific player that specific person and and his daughter um made it different yeah. again i have a thick skin uh but when someone like that is taken away from you uh, against your will. It's something really that, that deeply touched me. And, and that's, again, it's something that I didn't expect. And I think it speaks so highly about the legacy of, of Kobe Bryant and what, uh, what his career meant to every single basketball fan uh, around the world. Uh, I cannot yeah. recall any other event, probably... Senna, um, the F1 uh, driver that mm -hmm. was close when I was really young. It was big, especially in Europe. But there's not many uh, many people that have this kind of impact um, on sports. And so, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's just unfortunate. When you text me, I was 
It's just, that cannot be true. Yeah. And, uh, and it, I, I want to mention um, uh, Ramona Shelburne. I, I listened to her podcast with Woj. And, and he just said, and she just said, that's, it cannot be Kobe. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that's how like, I felt like, no, helicopter it cannot be him. Mm-hmm. That's it's just, just incredible how life can turn. Yeah, it it's it is, and he's somebody that I grew up and I feel like I watched his entire career in front in front of me, and a lot of people did. A lot of people that are on Twitter and that are around our age, like that was the guy. He was the next Jordan when he came into the league, and there's. There's a complicated past with Kobe Bryant, and I think that there's most NBA fans, if you're not a Lakers fan, you kind of had this like love-hate relationship with Kobe mm-hmm. throughout his career. Either you hated some of his off-the-court actions, or you loved his um, you loved his play on the court, or you hated him because he was a Laker, but you he was undeniable. I mean, in the same way that LeBron James in this current generation is undeniable, Kobe was that. He was electric. You you had to watch him. He was appointment television. He was, um, he was amazing, and you know you talk about like the impact of his death and how you feel today. And I would encourage you, like if you do feel like kind of this sadness or anything like that, I would lean into it a little bit, um, and understand that like you feel this way because you you value people. And I would channel that toward the people that you love the most currently. Because I, I think that sometimes um, moments like this are awful. But I think that sometimes we get focused on the wrong things in life. And I think that you, you, can, you can use a reset sometimes. Um, and it's awful that you need a tragic event to get you there. Um, but that's just, as people, that's how we operate sometimes. And so... I'd encourage you to to lean into those feelings a little bit um, and then do something good with them. Call somebody, call your your parents or your brother or cousin or friend or whoever it is uh, that pops into your mind. Give them a call. Let them know how much you care about them. I think that those things are important. While it might feel strange or cheesy or whatever it is, I think that it matters. And so uh, I just, just encourage you not to try to push those feelings away because I feel them too. Like, and it feels weird because this is a basketball player I've never met in my whole life, but the impact that he had was real. Like it is real. And so don't, don't sell yourself short on those feelings because it is, it's a real thing. Uh, And you know, Kobe Bryant was a huge part of the thunder um, and the thunder ushering in, into Oklahoma city. I mean, he was the man at the time in the NBA. And especially the Thunder's first playoff run. I mean, I remember going to those playoff games. And it was like, okay, we've made it. We've got Kobe Bryant, Pau Gasol, Lamar Odom, Andrew Bynum, you know, Ron Artest in our building for a playoff game. Like, we have made it. And, you know, Kobe confirmed that afterwards, after the series was over, because the Thunder took him to six and yeah. really almost got to seven games um, if it weren't for 
that Ron Artest rebound and put back. Um, and then re- and, and the Pau Gasol tip too. That really that really was the one that that iced it for um, over Nick Collison, who just just never had long enough arms. Um, but that it just felt like okay, like we can compete with Kobe, like we can do this. And it's and it's funny that like the fir- that's like the first like real moment of okay, the Thunder are here was against Kobe. And then Kobe's last playoff game was in OKC, um, which was amazing. And Fred Katz mentioned Kobe's last game where he scored 60 points, <laughs> which yeah. was just like the most Kobe thing ever. I mean, he's re- yeah. he's retiring. He's done. Completely. Yeah. yeah it, it was insane. It was and, wild. And I, I, I remember after that game, people tried to take that away from him. Like, yeah, it's your last game. They let you do it. No, that's no, that's not it. That it was amazing to see and deserving yeah. to see a player like that build a lot of his career and, and being uh, like mentally stronger than anyone else in the court and being a scoring machine to be able to put sixty in your last game. That's yeah. it was just Kobe. That was the perfect ending. I, I, I there, there was no other way, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Uh, I I remember Kobe's 81. I was actually, I think I was on a vacation or something with my family, and the game was we put the game on, and I remember watching him. He he had had like 50. And I was like, whoa, like Kobe has 50. Like, that's amazing. Let's sit down. Let's watch the rest of this. And he goes mm-hmm. on to score 81 points. And think about that. I mean, back then, it was insane. And today, like, everybody's like, all, the, all these inflated numbers, the fast offenses, the spread court, the amount of threes that people take. You know, it's, it's insane. But still, nobody's done it. Nobody's yeah. gotten there. And, and nobody came really close. No. Uh, and I wonder if somebody's going to try. I wonder if somebody like out of like like a tribute to Kobe is gonna try. Kind of like the the Nipsey Hustle, you know, twenty 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 game from Russell. Yeah. I wonder if like James Harden or somebody's gonna say okay, because James Harden and you know Paul George, a ton of these guys are from Southern California. Yeah. And that's their guy. And Kobe not only is their guy because he was a Laker and they grew up in Southern California and the same for Russell. But on those team USA teams, he taught those guys how to compete and he taught them how to work out and he taught them how to get ready. And he really helped usher in that next level of superstar, the Kevin Durant's and the Russell Westbrook's and the James Harden's and all those guys. I mean, he, he showed them how to work, uh, which I think was important. Um, to this to this next star I, I remember all the podcasts and reports back then that was back in the day when you had to download a podcast on your computer plug in your iPod to your computer and put it on there and then you can go listen to it but I remember just listening and and reading about Kobe's impact then uh, and it's I mean he truly was I mean, he's one of the best players to ever play the game. Uh, yeah. And his impact is is wide. And it's 
still just unbelievable that he's gone and that you didn't get a chance to see him do a Hall of Fame speech or, you know, have them. I'm sure they still will build a statue, obviously, but, you know, Shaq was there for his statue and you kind of figured Kobe would be there for his as well. Um, and, you know, life life can can take a turn quickly uh, and you just you just never know. Um, and it's just... Yeah, and I mean, it's just not just like uh, trophies and he was building something. It was not like sitting down and waiting for the next thing to happen. He really focused on being, for what we know, at least a present dad, a a Mm -hmm. dad who wanted to to do a lot of stuff uh, with his daughters. And the Oscar that he got from for that basketball slash kids stuff. Right. I mean, he was doing stuff for the community still. It wasn't a guy that was there, uh, had a name and was waiting for um, for a statue or just for the Hall of Fame. It, it was just active mm-hmm. in, in our lives one way or the other. It was still there. Um, I mean, I dreamed about having Kobe as a color commentator someday. No Can you imagine yeah. how great... Uh, a telecast with him on. Well, uh, he just he just thinks the game at a higher level than probably yeah. any anybody that I can imagine. And he was such. I mean, he all the stories about. I mean, how many languages did he speak? Three, or f- I think, four languages. I mean, he was just yeah, always. I think English, Spanish, and Italian for sure, and then something else. Yeah, and he said it was so he could talk trash just to some of the opponents. And you know what was it? Two weeks ago that he. He and his daughter, uh, Gigi, showed up and wanted to. She wanted to meet Luka Doncic, and yeah. they took photos with him. And you know, he spoke um, to Luka in his native language, and he's like, "Whoa!" Yeah, it's probably <laughs> Spanish. Yeah, who is second this? language for Luka? I think. Oh, second. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I yeah. Sp- spoke to him in Spanish, and he's like, "Whoa, okay." This guy is for real. And that's just Kobe. Like, he was intense about every single thing. I mean, everybody knows like the like the underbite face that he'd make and um you know, the and I think that there's like this there's this tie from Russell to Kobe that was kind of undeniable for Thunder fans. Mm-hmm. Uh and especially the the 0506 Lakers compared to the MVP season of of Westbrook, where they were just able to do incredible things with a limited roster. And Kobe's roster yeah. in 05, 06 was crazy. I was gonna I was gonna pull it up because what that was the year he scored the eighty one. He made the playoffs with this team and you know took the Suns to I think they took him to seven games. Uh, but I just remember the game in Los Angeles. I think it may have been game four in Los Angeles where it goes to overtime where he steals the ball from Steve Nash, drives, throws up this crazy floater that goes in to take the team to overtime. And then they win the jump ball at the end of overtime and he takes the ball. He just dribbles to his spot very deliberately. He's not rushing. He gets to his spot. It's as if no one else is on the court when you watch it again. I watched it again last night, and I remember. I don't. I mean, I was, 
like first year in college, like when I'd go and like play basketball, like I would, <laughs> I would go and like dribble to that spot and shoot it like as if I were Kobe Bryant, even though I was, you know, 18 years old, I still thought that was so cool when he hit that shot. And it was just unbelievable. Cause this is like, this is the height of the Phoenix suns. Like this was, this was supposed to be like a title contending team. And you have yeah. this ragtag Lakers crew beating them. And it was just like, oh, okay. Like, what Like what are the Lakers up to here? What's Kobe up to? Yeah, so the starting lineup for the first for the first game for Kobe Bryant and the 0506 Lakers, which they won, by the way, Kobe, Lamar Odom, Kwame Brown, Chris Mim, and Smush Parker. Yeah. I mean, they're playing – they play I mean, just imagine two, two just, I mean, lumbering bigs. And Chris Mim and Kwame Brown. I mean, Kobe had me fooled that Chris Mim was actually good. Like he made me think he was actually good that year because Kobe, Kobe did make his teammates better. I know a lot of people maybe think of him as a ball hog, or shot too much. I mean, he took forty six shots to get the eighty one, but still, he made guys better around him. You don't you don't win five championships and not make guys better around you. You just don't. Yeah. But anyways, any uh, any other memories of of Kobe? Um, oh, I, I wanted to read Jay sent a text last night. Um, <laughs> somebody asked Dion Waiters if his uh, 2K rating should be higher than Kobe's. And he said, nah, man, that's the bean. <laughs> <It's> like, yes, <laughs> Dion, yeah. Dion gets it. <laughs> even Dion yes yeah I mean uh, it's I'm almost sorry that I don't have that many memories of him in terms of basketball I mean Mm -hmm. it's again I was I was into uh, after the 2004 Olympics then this is where it started for me because I grew up in a city where basketball was nowhere near on a village where the basketball was nowhere near to be found. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I mean, I just, I just came too late and, and yeah, I remember vividly the 60 game and, and I remember doing an Italian podcast where I had to um, defend him for, for doing that. Uh, because like other guys were mentioning him as like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're washed. Why, why do you want to force other to let you score six? And no, uh, that's, that's, that's not it. And, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the season where I really followed every single game in the NBA, well, at least for OKC, it was a declining Kobe. And then you have the salary, you have the Achilles, you have all this stuff that try to, to put some shade on his career mm-hmm. while you should just enjoy uh the the greatness that he had uh even with the injury even with all uh, that happened in his career yeah i mean and i i remember when Shaq got to the lakers it was like okay that's great like you just left penny hardaway um what who like what's this kobe guy gonna be able to do because in kobe's rookie year seven points on you know 41 percent shooting okay yeah he's like it's cool he can jump high his dad played in the nba that's cool doubles that the next year to 15 points per game then he's up to 20 22 and then so that's he's he was scoring 22 points per game in their first uh, title run and he was 
an all-star, which was amazing. He actually made the all-star team um, in his second year at 15 points per game. But then I remember them defending their title, and he went to, like, another stratosphere that year. He scored 28 mm-hmm. points per game, almost six boards a game, uh, five assists, and 1.7 steals. He was amazing. He was okay. Like, this guy could be the best player in the NBA. Like, that could actually happen. He was only 22 at the time, uh, which is crazy to think. You know, like, we think about how crazy it is that Luca's doing what he's doing at, at 20 and think, like, oh, nobody else could do something like this. I mean, Kobe was – he wasn't – he didn't have all the counting stats that Luca does, but he had taken the league by storm at a similar age. I mean, he played in the league at – 18 and 19 years old and kind of grew up in the NBA. And then by 22, he was almost averaging 30 points per game and winning titles. And, you know, he, and then he continued to take his game to the next level. And he had the disputes with, with Shaq. That's all very well documented. He did kind of have that gap year in 05, 06, where he averaged 35 a game. (laughs) (laughs) which is at the time is wild. I don't know. Like now it doesn't seem as crazy because you have guys doing that. But at the time, that just wasn't something that was being done. Um, It's, it was just insane what he was able to do. Um, And then he got Pau Gasol and you're like, okay. And Pau was another intellectual player that played with Kobe. um, And they just kind of, they clicked really fast because I do think that they kind of operated on similar wavelengths and Kobe spoke Spanish, which was helpful probably to Powell. Um, and so I just remember those teams going on their title runs and, you know, battling the Lakers and, or battling the Celtics. I mean, um, just, just an amazing, amazing run by an amazing player who just impacted really the world with his, with his play. And I don't know about anybody else, but every time that I shoot a piece of trash from far away, I'm always saying, Kobe, like, who isn't doing that? Like, everybody's doing that. Um, Okay, I was going to read some memories um, from people. I'm not sure that I'll get to all of them. I really appreciate you guys sending these in. Um, I think it's really cool. Uh, From at B. Wheat Gallery, this is Bobby Wheat. I've... I've watched Kobe motivational videos on a regular basis for inspiration in my own career, despite it being completely unrelated to basketball. He helped me to believe that greatness is achievable at the highest level. If I'm willing to put the work in, he changed my outlook on life. So Bobby's a photographer and you should honestly check out his stuff. It's unbelievable at B wheat gallery. Um, really cool stuff. Um, and I can, you can see it. Uh, and then Jay, com- this is one of Jay's buddies that he grew up with. Um, he said that he and Bobby used to get into arguments all the time because Bobby would troll him and tell him that Kobe is better than Michael Jordan and <laughs> Jay would lose it. And that's another thing, like the debates that, that Kobe brought. Like who's who's better? Is it Kobe or LeBron? Or is it Kobe or MJ? Like who Like who is it? And you always have these Kobe stands that just no matter what, it was Kobe. It was Kobe. And, you know, to these Lakers fans in Los Angeles or even worldwide, it was Kobe. Like That was their guy. 
and they don't care, you know, they don't care who, who it is that they're up against. Like Kobe's the guy. Um, yeah. And the reason why this happened is because he believed that deeply. Mm-hmm. He was better. Mm-hmm. It was just either he was better already or it was going to be better. And that's, that is the drive. Like it's an incredible drive. And if you don't have that, no matter if you play for the Lakers or for whatever team, you don't generate those thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. He did. He did exude this confidence that um, was like almost like otherworldly. That this this yeah. just belief in himself and his belief in the work that he's put in. Uh, that really is inspiring. I mean, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, Luke Austin Helms says, when I was a kid, I would play with the West All-Star team on NBA Live against the computer. Uh, he said, I took darn near every shot with Kobe and darn near all of them went in. Uh, at Ryan Woods underscore, one of my first NBA games in person, I vividly remember the feeling of fear in the building before this play uh, and everybody knew it. And so he's got this play with Kobe against the Memphis Grizzlies and Kobe's Kobe's got the ball and shoots it. It goes in at the buzzer to beat Memphis with those gorgeous Grizzlies jerseys. Um, that's Kobe just dagger after dagger. That's just what he did uh, at Tyler. Kay Woodward. I remember a quote from Kobe about Loud City and our young team in 2010. I didn't know how much, didn't know much about the NBA at the time, but I knew Kobe was the standard, the goat of his era. And he was the first real voice I remember validating fans and players. Yes, that's totally true. Uh, Fred Katz said that his 60-point finale was probably the most fun I've ever had watching a basketball game alone in my living room. No question. Said so I just wanted to say that. Yeah, it was crazy. I was I remember I was actually sick that night and I was laying in my bed watching it on my laptop and <laughs> I just could not believe what was happening. Uh at Taylor underscore P fifteen, uh Kobe Vince Carter and AI growing up, those are my three favorite players to watch. I don't think it's a coincidence that when the Thunder came to OKC, Russ quickly became my favorite player even with KD. In a lot of ways, Kobe influenced how I watch and who I enjoy watching play basketball. I think that's right. Uh, at Travis Funny, Trav underscore is underscore funny. Uh, I saw someone else say this, but the way that everyone yelled Kobe when taking a shot as a kid or throwing something away as an adult. Yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just mentioned that. It's, it's true. Uh, I saw him play against the Thunder in... Uh, 11 and 12 when Thunder Alley was shut down. Honestly, it's just terrible. Uh, at Brittany Shull, his exhibition game in OKC in 2004. I couldn't believe the Kobe was in our city. My first taste of superstar basketball in our backyard. Uh, I remember, so there was no practice gym for the Hornets when they were here. They didn't have any facilities for that Hornets team. And so they practiced at a local college called Southern Nazarene University, which is right close to where I live. Um, and that's where my wife went to college. And my wife ended up meeting Chris Paul, you know, through just being at SNU. 
And uh, one of my friends, Matt, who is a huge Lakers fan, found out the Lakers were practicing at Southern Nazarene University, which just seems incomprehensible. And Kobe was gracious to many people, um, including my friend Matt. Um, and it's it, it spoke volumes to a lot of people because it, he seemed like this larger-than-life figure, and he you know, didn't know like how he was going to treat people, but... Um, somebody posted a story last night that they went up and his security or whoever was like, Hey, no, you need to, you need to go. And Kobe said, no, 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 no. Like, come over here. Let's, let's snap a picture together real quick, you know, and introduce himself and every, and it's just like, okay, like this, he's, even though he's larger than life, he, you know, was a person and understood the value of, of other people. Um, L. Ruggie says, I was privileged to watch almost every game Kobe played for his entire. Hold on. <clears throat> his early failure against the Jazz to leading the Lakers in points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks in the Western Conference Finals in 2000 against the Blazers uh, to his epic final game of his career. So sad. Yeah, I was, I was making sure I was reading that right. Um, yeah, that fa- his early failure against the Jazz, the, the Lakers losing. To, to the in the playoffs to the Utah Jazz, um, so he's referencing. Yeah, yeah, I was. I'm with you. Uh, that was me too. I was watching almost every game because of of Shaq, and that was, um, you know, there was frustration with Kobe <laughs> at the time. You're like, come on, he gotta get Shaq the ball, um, but he ended up helping deliver titles. Um, just unbelievable. Uh, let's see. This is from at Don underscore Harrison. I remember when OKC was home to the Hornets and the visiting team would sometimes practice SNU and went to school there and got to see Kobe on campus at the Sawyer Center. Yeah, just what I mentioned. This is another SNU person. Um, let's see. My first, this is from at kind of Scottish. My first ever NBA game was an early season 2012 Thunder Lakers matchup. I didn't grow up an NBA fan, but I knew Kobe, and I knew the Thunder winning that game was big because they beat Kobe's team. I fell in love with the game a few months earlier, watching the Thunder play and beat Kobe's Lakers on OKC's way to the finals. And again, I knew those wins were special because they beat Kobe's team. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't reference Kobe and the Thunder, you know, you can't reference really the Thunder's early career and not mention Kobe because he was just a part of what happened, um, whether it's validating the Thunder or, you know, lots of other, lots of other Kobe things. Um, and then they, they, you know, had to lose to Kobe and then they wouldn't beat Kobe. And it's just, you know, a lot of the Westbrook moments are against the Lakers and Kobe Bryant. Um, just, just unbelievable. Uh, I'd encourage you guys to go to my, my Twitter feed uh, at Andrew K. Schlecht and, and read through some of these. Um, there's just so many things um, that, that Kobe did that impacted people. Um, <laughs> so we'll end with this one because it's funny, and I think that it's good. At Will C. Galbraith. Sorry, I if I mispronounce that, he's, it says, I don't F with bees, man. He's don't F with bees, man. Other than that, I'm not afraid of nothing. Kobe Bryant quote. That's pretty good. Um, 
again, uh, if you're feeling sad today, like many of us in the NBA community are, um, lean into it a little bit and love those around you and make some phone calls or text messages or go see somebody. Um, and you know, don't, don't take the people around you for granted for sure. Cause this life, we're not guaranteed another day. And, um, so be thankful, go watch some Kobe Bryant highlights. Um, make sure that you, uh, read up on him some, you know, get, you know, I hope that you feel inspired by Kobe's life. Um, I think that's, that's the best way to honor him is to, um, feel inspired and then go out and, and work as, as hard as you can at whatever you're doing. And that's what, what Kobe would have done. And that's what we should do. Uh, make sure you love those around you. Um, Michele, anything else before we go? You said it all. I mean, uh, it's probably, um, a good lesson that we have to learn that it, nothing is there for you. It, nothing is granted. And so you should really put in your, your passion in what you do, your, uh, your drive and, and stay close to, to whoever, uh, is in your life, family, um, sons, daughters, and, and yeah, and I would surely in the next few days rewatch, uh, all, all Kobe 2000 basketball, because, um, it's, it was something incredible to watch, even for our standards, um, like the modern NBA is, is different, but that NBA meant something also because of Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'll bet we'll talk more Kobe this week with Alex and then on the Friday podcast, but we no thunder content today, just out of respect for him. We will have more to come. So don't worry the the thunder do play the Mavericks tonight in OKC, which I'm, I'm sure the thunder will honor Kobe somehow tonight. Um, there a lot of teams are taking the 24 second shot clock violation to honor him so i um expect that or more from okc uh because he did matter a lot to the people here and to the the competitiveness of the thunder so um have a great day uh and we'll talk to you guys again on wednesday